Well, Satare, we had such good feedback with episode 67 where we talked about grounding, anchoring our chi, working with the water path. I thought today we should discuss how to lighten up and working with the fire path. Yeah, I think that's a good idea because as much as it's important to get grounded whenever you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed, it's equally important to lighten up sometimes because sometimes life can be really heavy and it can feel like a burden. And we want to make sure to also have this buoyancy and this like pep in our step, which can be really difficult to do when you're feeling really down or depressed, or if you're dealing with a big challenge in life, we have to have practices that help to uplift us. Welcome to the Natural Healing Podcast, the show designed to guide, inspire, and empower you to elevate your health so you can achieve your goals and dreams. We are your hosts, Dr. Satara Moafi and Salvador Cephalou, a husband and wife team of acupuncturists and owners of a Center for Natural Healing, an integrative wellness clinic based in the heart of Silicon Valley. We're here to make the ancient wisdom of healing practical and accessible for your modern lifestyle. So the the vector of energy movement of the element of fire is about spreading energy. And you could say it's about expressing ourselves. And so in terms of the body, it would be about how we express ourselves through movement. So when we were talking about working with the water element, we were talking about gathering energy and rooting ourselves into the earth. And we talked about earthing and grounding. And so now this is more about being buoyant and uh, dance and shaking. You want to release the energy. And so jumping is like a real fire movement. So it's, it's about expressing ourselves and letting that energy move so it doesn't get jammed through our body. I wanted to kind of talk about that in terms of um, activities of daily living and even uh, with, you know, athletic performance and how it could enhance our ability to perform and move. So when we talk about fire energy in terms of chi, it's about spreading the chi. And so when you think about fire energy in terms of the body, it's about movement because it's about expressing ourselves through movement. It's about spreading our energy through movement. And so that's why it's about lightening up. It's, you know, you want to move the fire path when you want to loosen the body, when you want to relax the body and basically like shake it out. It's about dance. What's more expressive than dance in terms of physical movement? And it's also a good idea or a good thing to remember that When we talk about these elements, 
they're in nature. And so when you look out into nature, you can see how you can reflect that energy back into yourself. Summer is the fire season. And so during summer, just naturally, because there's more sunshine, you're going to feel more buoyant and more energetic, and you're going to want to dance more. You're going to want to do more activity. Whereas water is more associated with the wintertime. And that's a time that we really want to start to move inward. So because here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're deeper into the summer months or we're entering more deeply into the summer months, it's important to also learn to express yourself living seasonally in that way. Yeah, it's about having fun. I mean, fire is a creative energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of dancing, when you see somebody dancing, when they're really uh, letting it out and being free, at least we think in terms of Chinese medicine, like, well, it's a fiery personality. Yeah. Any person who is more extroverted by nature, who has more of this like charisma and charm, and when they enter the room, they light up the room. Mm -hmm. We often say that. That's fire energy. And, you know, of course, that's the positive aspect of fire. There can also be negative aspects of fire, which is that sometimes a fire type, when they're out of balance, they can create a lot of, they can wreak havoc, just like fire when it burns out of control. So oftentimes when you interact with a fire type who is out of balance, they're always going to draw you in with their warmth. Because when you see fire and it's, you know, you, you want to kind of cozy up to it, you want to get close. But sometimes if that person is not in a state of balance, when you get close, you can burn very easily. They can kind of wrap you up into this scene of drama. And oftentimes that's because their fire isn't being expressed properly. You know, it's really important to utilize our fire energy, like you said, to be more creative, to dance, to express ourselves, because it's really that fire energy that we use to carry out and live out our life purpose, express who we are in our most authentic being. Yeah. And I mean, they definitely could be um, on the extreme end, uh, scattered, mm-hmm. you know, yes. chaos. You could really get caught up in the, the chaos of a overdramatic person, you know, so it's easy to, to notice those who are fire types. Mm-hmm. I'm a fire type, even though you can't tell right now, <laughs> but uh, I have that uh, uh, hyper quality at times. And I remember ever since I was a kid, I used to just go out on the dance floor by myself and dance. <laughs> So it was being expressed at an early age. And so fire, in terms of uh, Chinese physiology, the fire path is that path that goes up the back, you know, the Du Meridian, as we call it. And they also call it the Sea of Yangqi. And so it's the active principle, whereas the water path goes up the center of the front of the body. We call it the Sea of Yin. And so the Yin is the cooling calming, feminine aspect. And the male aspect is that uh, active principle. And so it's about moving out into the world, extending yourself. Scattered, exhausted, anxious, overwhelmed, uninspired, or just confused about your life purpose? You might be experiencing symptoms of an overactive nervous system which keeps you stuck in survival mode. We've all been there. It seems like no matter how hard you work, nothing gets done. And when you try to rest at the end of an exhausting day, you just can't unwind. Luckily, you have the power to shift into an easier state of being, one that allows you to wake up each day feeling inspired and on purpose with your life, 
one that gives you freedom from anxiety and overwhelm, regardless of what's going on in the world or what life throws your way. I want to show you that this is possible for you. So I want you to visit joinfstt.com. When you sign up there, I'm going to send you my new ebook, Three Toxic Beliefs That Keep You Stuck in Survival Mode and How to Start Breaking Free Now. Absolutely free. Plus, you'll become a From Surviving to Thriving VIP. I'll make sure you're the first to know when enrollment reopens for this one-of-a-kind program. And I'll show you exactly how to break out of survival mode and into the life of your dreams. Don't wait. Go to joinfstt.com now to learn more and sign up. That's joinfstt.com. I can't wait to see you there. So we've talked about this in the past, how in our modern society, especially where we live here in this high stress Silicon Valley, the fire path is overactive. And that's why we've often talked about uh, how to anchor that, how to ground out. A lot of people have anxiety around here. A lot of people have insomnia. A lot of people are on medication for um, ADHD. You know. Yeah, that's a good point because anxiety and insomnia are two telltale signs that there's too much fire, that your fire is out of balance. So that's when you want to do more grounding exercises like we explained in episode 67. But if you're in a position in your life or in a place in your life where you really have trouble, like waking up in the morning, you're feeling down, your life feels really heavy, you're not really sure how to deal with the challenges of life, you feel like you don't have the tools, or even if you do have the tools, it's just hard to mobilize yourself to do so. That's when you want to work more with the fire path. Yeah. Or if you just feel stiff, you just feel like um, you need to loosen up, you know, um, whether it's loosening up, you know, psychologically or physically. I mean, your mind follows your body. That's why if you if you work on loosening your body, it's really going to help ease up your mind. And so to get more specific, once again, and in terms of moving the fire path, because when we talk about working with the fire path, it's about releasing the fire. So first you gather the water. So when you're getting the way to do that is as you inhale, you imagine you're drawing energy into your center and focus on the front of your body. So you're gathering energy from the top down into your lower abdomen. And then as you're inhaling that same breath, you're also imagining gathering water from the earth. So, so energy is coming up from the earth, goes into your center the breath that you breathe, the chi that's gathered through your breath is coming down through your lungs and anchors into your sea of chi below your navel. And so all that energy is being gathered into your dantian, as they call it, the, the elixir field. And that's with your inhale. And then when you exhale, so you're drawing that energy and you, and you actually can contract your, your anus a little bit. So you're like drawing that in and your perineum could tighten up a little bit. So you're kind of like, contracting that perineum area. And then as you exhale, you imagine you're not imagine you're relaxing the perineum and you imagine that energy releasing through your spine, going up your back. As it goes up your back, it's now releasing and exploding through your arms and it's exploding through the back of your legs. So this is going to help you like release your uh, hamstrings. So you could do it as a, a relaxation exercise or you can do it to like run faster. So either way, you're going to be releasing energy 
through the exterior part of our body, um, which we call the Tai Yang, the greater Yang, the the um, most Yang aspect of the body. And so in terms of um, our muscles, that's going to be our hamstrings and our calves. You know, so that's the that's the energy that's going to release down as the energy goes up your spine. And then, of course, it's going to go out your shoulders and down your arms. And we're talking about the outside of your arms. So it's going to go out and you can imagine it's going to release out your, your pinky. So that's the extension to release the energy of the tayong of your arms. So when, you're, when you want to do a, a relaxation, when you want to do something to release your muscle tension, you first gather your breath, gather it into the front, and then as you breathe out, you want to breathe out your mouth because you want to release the heat that's trapped in the tension, that's causing the tension of your muscles. You want to then release it out. And so you could just do this while you're just shaking. So you literally could just be shaking your arm, shaking your hand, and as you're doing that, you're just exhaling. And you imagine that energy going up your spine and then out your arms. Then you can shake your leg. So first you inhale and then shake your leg and release your ankles. You know, and so so this is going to help release the fire of your body. As you release the fire, you're going to cool down. So the net effect is you're going to you're going to relax. So you're not only expressing yourself in this regards but you're going to be releasing. And this is why some people, it's very common, people who have a OCD or anxiety conditions, they will do just a lot of exercise because mm-hmm. they just can't move enough to release that tremendous amount of energy. Right. So I'm suggesting if you work with your breath like this, you are going to release your energy without inducing more heat because that's the problem if you're just doing a long bike ride or or if you're pumping weights or if you're doing a long jog you're also inducing a lot of uh, heat in the body so you're so it's it's kind of counterproductive you want to do something that's going to you know, release that heat cool you down and help you relax that's a really powerful way of explaining that and also it's important because it triggers me to think about how vital it is to balance these fire and water energies the the yin and yang I mean, we know this, but how do we actually do it? Like when, how do you know the difference between feeling really anxious and needing to get grounded and having this kind of anxiety, this unsettled feeling where you just need to burn it up and get that out of you to then cool down? So maybe you can explain how or when we know to use the fire path and when we would know to use the water path. Yeah, that's that's a good question. and. I'm going to suggest both because what I'm suggesting here is, so if you think of the fire as being um, the posterior part of the body, so so then, you know, when there's a lot of heat trapped in the muscles, there's going to be more tension, especially in the back, the back muscles, the shoulders, back of the, the legs, buttocks, all those areas are going to be uh, tighter. So what I'm suggesting is, to release that first. So, of course, I, I was just saying you can use the fire path to, to run fast, to jump high, but we were talking about letting go, lightening up. So you want to like release that tension, that fire. So just imagine this. 
imagine releasing the fire path when you touch your toes. So when you touch your toes, you're going to have to stretch your hamstrings, your calves, your back, your spine is going to be elongating. So you want to release the fire path if you want to touch your toes more easily. So you would inhale, gathering into the water, gathering the energy into your center through the front. So you're gathering through your groin energy, contracting the anus, the perineum. You're gathering the chest chi, and you're drawing that into your lower dantian below the navel. So now you're gathering this energy, and then as you breathe out, and I'm suggesting breathing out your mouth to release the fire, as you breathe out, now you let that energy travel up your spine and releasing through your legs, releasing through your arms, and then you're going to softly stretch without strain as much as you go into the, touching your toes or touching the floor. And then you inhale. You can go back into the water breath and inhale, gather the energy back, and then you can do it again. So you can do one side at a time. You could do, you know, where you're just going in the front of your body. But I'm talking about like releasing, you know, one hamstring, releasing the other hamstring. So you're releasing the fire to release that muscle tension which is that tension is what I'm suggesting is fire that's trapped in the body. And it gets held in the muscle layer. So when we talk about pain, pain we talk about is uh, in terms of Chinese medicine and the concept of qi, we say if there's pain, there's qi stagnation. But when there's chronic pain or chronic stiffness, that qi stagnation has stagnated the blood level. So and then that's why the muscles just get knotted and bound up. So, so you have to, uh, so that blood is like, it's cooking, you know, it's like it's coagulating in there. And then when it's chronic, it becomes actually, we say it becomes cold. So it goes from like this heated condition into just like chronic where it's just like cold and the real stagnant. So you want to move that fire. You want to, you know, as you're stretching, you're actually warming those muscles up to let go. That's like when we, that's why when we do acupuncture, you could do a treatment and then you just see, well, this, this person still hasn't released uh, all their pain or the certain area, let's say that's their shoulder is still stuck. And you see, well, like the muscle is just, you feel their pulse. It's still, it's still kind of bound up. And then you could feel the muscles are still just too tight. So that's when we would, we would do something like cupping or you would do what we call guasa, which is like a scraping. And so that's going to help move the blood level. And so if you don't do that, then you're going to, uh, you're not going to get a full resolution. And that's how you break those chronic patterns. But a lot of people, I just, you know, as I bring up cupping, cupping now is being utilized by practitioners who aren't properly trained in Chinese medicine. You know, everybody from physical therapists to massage therapists now are putting cups on their, their clients. And I do want to say that it's a bit irresponsible if you don't know when to cup and how to cup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've seen people at health fairs just have people sit down randomly and they're just cupping everybody because they have yep. stiff shoulders. Mm -hmm. And uh, that can be really uh, deleterious to their health and well-being. So I do recommend you have, uh, a, you know, trained practitioners in, in these methods, just because they're simple. 
it doesn't mean they're they're just they're safe and um, and they can't cause any um, imbalance within within your body. Yeah, well, with any kind of treatment and any kind of you know supplements, herbs, things like that, there's no one size fits all. Just because you have a stiff neck or just because you have a stiff back, it doesn't mean that a modality that's become popular is going to necessarily be beneficial for you. And the thing that commonly happens with cupping is that you'll have it done and you'll feel okay in the moment or better even in the moment. And then it starts to trigger a lot of latent patterns. Exactly. It brings them to the surface. And, and then all of a sudden, say, you, yeah. it brings out this wind. And it brings it out. And you, then you start having pain in different parts of your body and you're not really sure why. And, and oftentimes people don't make the connection that that cupping treatment triggered that wind to move. and wind travels. That's the signature feature of wind from a Chinese medicine point of view is that it moves and oftentimes you can't catch the wind. Yeah. So you're wondering why like, wow, my shoulder feels better. And now I have like, you know, my hip is sore. Exactly. It's the same thing with those thumper massage machines. People ask me all the time, like, you know, what do you think of those? And uh, yeah, they're, they're fun. And it's the same thing. If you don't know really how to use them, you could cause a lot of trouble. And it's really one aspect of a treatment. So if you just do that, it's it's not sufficient because you're you're going to be breaking up some stagnation in there. And then where's where's that pressure going to go? Because just think about it. this is pressure that's trapped in the body. Wind is pressure that's accumulated, and now it's like wanting to to release. So you have to help it release out. For resolution. Well, one thing that's good to remember when you're using these kinds of machines and devices and when you're doing like massage, let's say on yourself, or just like trying to move energy or stagnation through the muscle layer is you always want to move it out through the exit, the entry and exit points of the body. So there's Jing well points, all of which, almost all of which, except for the one that's on the kidney channel are on the digits, the nail beds of the fingers and toes. So you never want to draw, if you're feeling pain, you never want to pull it up into your body. You want to always try to leave it or kind of course it or encourage it to move out through the hands and feet. So it's always a good idea to go outward and downward towards the limbs when you're trying to release pain, not just be all over the place and draw circles and, you know, thump everywhere because that can actually stir up wind and then it doesn't have a place to go. So then it just moves all over your body. And then you're wondering, whoa, I had shoulder pain. Well, that's better. So then you think, oh, the cupping or the doing the percussion machine really helped. But now I have this back pain or I have this, you know, hip pain. I don't know where this is coming from. Your entire body is interconnected. So when there's something trapped in an area of the body and it's it's trying to release, it often moves to a different part of the body if it doesn't have an exit point. Because that wind is really a form of excess yang qi. Excess yang qi is another term for fire. So you see, it's all it's still this, this fire energy that's trying to move. And we, we just said how fire spreads. It could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is why you'll see practitioners like Tai Chi and Qigong, they do a lot of shaking. They'll do a lot of shaking, especially in the warm-up phase, to help open up their limbs so when they practice, the Qi can circulate. So if nothing else, if you're going to do those thumper machines, you got to do some shaking afterwards. You got to open up your wrists, massage your digits, your mm-hmm. fingertips, just like in massage, like they kind of pop those the fingertips, you know, like they're making that little sound like that with your with your nails around I mean your your 
squeezing your fingertips. And you really want to release and relax the ankles, the toes, the wrists, and the fingers. So, so also stretch them. You know, also do uh, circles with them. You know, so you're you're making circles because energy, when it moves, it's spirals. And so as you do the rotations, you help that energy free up and to be released. And remember, to release that heat, you breathe out your mouth. So you want to really let it go. And I know Satara has her technique where she does that, that deep throat breathing. You know, so that really helps. That's more of a fire element breathing, actually. It's the sound more related to the heart. And that's the fire element. And when you do it with your mouth closed, it's an ujjayi breathing, then you would be more cultivating, more strengthening or tonifying, bringing energy into the body rather than releasing it. So once you've released the fire, so once you've done the shaking, once you've done the stretching to kind of release the yang aspects of the body, that's when you want to start entering into the water path to start cultivating your energy and bringing more of that chi back into the kidneys to start to build back that chi and your essence. And also, what's the what's the breath, the lion's breath, where you stick your tongue out? You see, mm-hmm. you really stick your tongue out. So you're really extending your tongue. The tongue is the expression of the heart. Yeah. So again, you're releasing the energy of the heart, it's calming your shin, calming your spirit, calming your mind. I'd like you to remember this important date, August 1st, 2023. That's when the enrollment period for the next live round of From Surviving to Thriving opens, but only for a limited time. In this one-of-a-kind online immersion, you'll learn tools, practices, and even get live support from me to shift from living in survival mode to living on purpose with a sense of inner peace, calm, and joy. Visit joinfstt.com now to get on the VIP waitlist, and I'll send you my free ebook to help you release three toxic beliefs that keep you stuck in survival mode. Get started now. Visit joinfstt.com. Then join me on August 1st for a transformational experience. Okay, now to get back to your question, when to do the fire path versus the water path. So once again, think of the fire path as you're releasing, you're relaxing, you're letting go of energy that's trapped in your body. And once you do that, or you, you've done your, you do your activity, do your bike riding, whatever cardio you want to do, for example, then you want to cool down. You want to gather your energy. You could do the corpse pose. You could do the stance training that we talked about. Go listen to episode 67. Because even in the corpse pose, you could still do the water breath to help gather and center your energy. And then you close with your hands under your navel. And to be a little bit more clear, when you're putting your hands under your navel, the uh, bottom of your hand would be basically right above your pubic bone. So you're kind of like a lower part of your, your abdomen, of your lower abdomen. And this is important to remember really with any kind of exercise you do, because I often see like people go work out at the gym and they do like intense cardiovascular exercise and then they run to work. It's really important to balance that yin and yang. So you want to make sure that once you do a more physically active practice of any kind or exercise, that you 
bring the energy back at the very end so that that prevents you from accumulating excessive amounts of fire, which then remember makes you more anxious and more scattered. So to prevent that from happening, bring the energy back, do that stance training, do the corpse pose. That's why in yoga practice, it's really nice when you do a more active like vinyasa type practice. When we end in corpse pose, when we end in shavasana, we're reminding the body to come back to itself. We're reminding ourselves to kind of slow down and move back inward because we always want to balance that fire with water. Now we want to hear from you. What questions do you have about the water and fire paths? This is a really important discussion because this is one of the key embodiment practices that is essential for longevity and also just for your general well-being. You want to feel more in a state of balance and know how to use your movement practices to just feel better overall, your mood, your emotions, your physical body. So we're hoping that these practices really help you to do that. You can visit a acenterfornaturalhealing.com forward slash fire path. Scroll down to the comments and let us know your questions or comments about this episode. And once again, we so appreciate you listening and we look forward to next time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Natural Healing Podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye. Hey, if you haven't already done so, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. This ensures that we can share this invaluable information with more listeners just like you. Thank you.